0: In 2013, with Episode 7 in production and Lucasfilm's finger hovering over the reset button for the expanded universe of published stories, a new project focused on the safer territory of the distant past of the galaxy far, far away. Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void by Tim Leban was the only novel to emerge from that project, and we're going to talk about it today. You're listening to Legends in 15 Minutes from the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the first episode of Legends in 15 Minutes from the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. I'm Johnny Maynard, your host for today's show, but I am not alone. With me today is founder of the Star Wars Book Community Feast and Fantatrax book reviewer, Chris Davies. Hi, Chris.
1: Hello. Uh, good to be here.
0: So, Chris, when did you first and last read Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void?
1: It was somewhere between a year and two years ago, I think.
0: Okay, so not too long ago. Um, And joining us all the way from the US of A is veritable legends guru, Jess Gardner. Hi, Jess. Hi, good to be here. Great to have you here. And Jess, uh, did you read this one back when it dropped in
2: 2013? I did. And then again last week. Just a refresher for that.
0: Great, so you're coming in nice and fresh. Yeah. Okay, let me just give a bit of context then for the folks listening. We're looking at Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, which was published in May 2013 and has recently been republished as part of the Essential Legends collection. It was written by Tim Leban, who has worked on many licensed IPs. And this was part of the Dawn of the Jedi project, which included this novel, a comic series which we'll talk about in a few weeks on the show, and a short story prelude to this novel. In terms of timeline, we're looking at the earliest known point in the history of the Star Wars universe so we are about 25,000 years before the Battle of Yavin and the Skywalker saga that we all know. So this is a time long before the Republic, indeed seemingly long before interstellar travel and yet a diverse culture of alien species has some 10 millennia even before our story starts been brought to the Tython system in the deep core of the universe by mysterious floating geometric pyramids called Thoyor. And what emerges from that is an oddly two tier society with the Jedi living in harmony on and with the force sensitive planet Tython itself, and those who are not force sensitive populating other planets in the system. And the novel's plot sees Jedi Ranger Lannery Brock tasked by the Jedi Council to apprehend her long-lost brother Dalian. Now, Dale leads the Stargazers, a cult determined to find an ancient Hypergate that will allow them to leave the system forever and return to their original homeworlds. We also spend some time in flashback with Lannery and Dale in their youth as they journey across Tython visiting various Jedi temples as part of their training. But what might have been a bonding experience for the siblings only drives them further apart as Dale continues to reject the path placed before him. So this book has a lot of heavy lifting to do to establish a new version of the galaxy far, far away. Jess, how successful is it at doing that, do you think?
2: On its own, I would say no. It doesn't really do the heavy lifting, but but paired with the comic book and where you get the visual, it really works that way. And so like when I first read it, I wasn't very impressed. But when I read it again after the comic book, I really was. Chris, what about you? Uh,
0: I, I know that you said before that you struggled with this one on first blush in terms of getting into the world that's being set up here. Where are you with it now?
1: Yeah, so I, I did struggle at first. That was I'm talking about the initial chapter because I couldn't really visualize what it was because obviously our, our, our language was Star Wars is is always, you know, to do with Skywalkers and the Empire and the prequels and the sequels and all that. Um, so it was a bit of a shift, and I'm I'm open to that because I read a lot of fantasy books. Um, but it really turned a corner for me when I had a look at the, the comic books that came out at the same time. Yeah. I think that there's a bit of a, a negative feeling towards this book because of that, because a lot of people expect it to be a, a biblical epic about the... Um, the origins of the Force, the origins of the Jedi, but it isn't really that. It's 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 more of a a, a more of a domestic, smaller smaller scale story. Um, so it, if if you keep that in mind, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
0: This doesn't really do that job, does it? Of sort of explaining the origins of the Force, or or, or sort of whatever else people really expected. But I do wonder maybe if that's something that. James Mangold's recently announced Dawn of the Jedi film might try to address.
1: You know, it, I believe it will, yeah. I'll be honest, because I've, I've seen his um, interviews with him, and I've seen him talk about it, and he said he said the words, biblical epic. Oh, did so he? I think the, uh, yeah, he literally did. So I think the movie that he's going to make has taken the Dawn Jedi name, and it's set in the same time, but I think it's going to be more what people are expecting this book to be. I mean... Yeah. Knowing the fan base, they'll probably hate it and be like, No, it's meant to be like the book, but because you can never please everyone. Um, but I think it's going to be more what people expected in 2013 when it came out or 2012, yeah. Um, it's, I, I, I think the movie's going to be that, but yeah. this story, this, don't get me wrong, this is this is a good book, it's just not what you expect. It isn't what you expect, no.
0: Um, but one of the things that I do like about it is that actually it doesn't go out of its way too much to explain things. You know, you're really thrown into the world in media res very much as George Lucas did in the original Star Wars movie. Oh, but, you know, He didn't go out of his way to explain what the Clone Wars were, what the Empire was, what the history of... You know, it's just here's a world and here's an adventure that's taking place in it. Uh, and I, I guess maybe they just decided to go down that route. So in, in terms of plot, really, what, what we end up with is kind of just another Jedi on a mission tale, kind of you know, with the strong action adventure you know, vibe to it. But by 2013, we'd seen quite a lot of those. I mean, do you guys enjoy this story? And, and how does it stack up for you against all the other Jedi-focused fare that's out there? Jess?
2: I enjoyed it a lot more like a second time. Um, It it stacks up better because of some other things for me. There's a a background with Dale and Lannery, the two, the protagonist and the antagonist, that I really liked a lot more the second time around because they're, they're, they're a family. It's a brother and a sister.
0: You know, that's kind of very Star Wars, right?
2: Yes, that's true. That's very Star Wars, but we didn't see it in, you know, we see a lot of Jedi in the prequels. And none of them are related to each other because they're all taken from their family. Yeah. And, um you know, we've got the Luke and Leia, the sibling thing, but they weren't really Jedi in the film. Or she wasn't.
0: Yeah.
2: And so there, there is that parallel. Yeah, that's true. And I didn't catch that in my first reading. And then there's a little bit of an Anakin parallel. Because he is, Dale is troubled. And the Jedi really don't know what to do with that. They so, really don't. Uh, yeah. no they
1: have no idea
0: <laughs> uh, Chris what about you how does this work for you as sort of a Jedi on a mission tale
1: so I think it works really well as Jedi on a mission um story the main the main center point of this book that really works is that relationship between Lannery and Dale um half the book is pretty much told in flashbacks and it really their central relationship the dynamic between it is absolutely the emotional core of the whole thing so like i said if, if you're going and expecting some big epic jedi versus Sith thing from the times of the past you're going to be disappointed but as a story about two people on the opposite sides it's quite it's quite emotionally affecting like mm. when 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 you see them you'll see one incredibly sweet scene where Lannery is um, you know, looking after her little brother and she's, you know, loving him, protecting him. And they're on this journey together. And then it cuts to them in the present. And, you know, he's been gone for years, presumed dead. He's trying to kill her and God, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite heartbreaking. Yeah. And I feel like that, that is the true strength of this book.
0: But isn't that interesting that it's a Jedi-focused tale, but there's a real emotional heart to it because actually there's there's a there's a genuinely emotional relationship between a Jedi and her you know former Jedi sibling or you know sibling who's rejected that
1: path. Yeah, absolutely. Once the story gets going, it does become really, really good. And yeah, um, yeah. I've I also remember quite liking Lannery's... So, sort of questionable motive sidekick in it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Trace yeah. the 3 leck Yeah. um Twi'lek.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like I I I mean we're used to murky smugglers and roguish characters in Star Wars. So it's nothing new. Um especially in Legends post prequels we had a lot of those Yeah. a lot of those tropes to the point where it almost felt like there were just there was a template with the exception of certain things like Plagueis and stuff and Bane, there was a certain template they had to follow. Mm. But even so, it's a, it's a template that does work, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm fascinated by um, the this idea of Jedi um, or Jedi as they are, and it's, it is spelt differently in this book, um, w- with emotional entanglement. So they are... They're different from the Jedi we know. That they seek to live in balance with the light side and the dark side. They tell, you know they refer to the Ashla and the Bogan, the light and the dark, um, and they do have emotional relationships. They do have familial relationships.
1: It's a completely it's a completely different time. I mean, it is interesting to note the Jedi. The prequels are the the most rigid ones, and those are those are the Jedi that fail. Um, so even in canon and legends, so in legends um, we. Jess, jesse mentioned this earlier off recording but in the new Jedi order they've got um families then uh and they're more successful for it in the high republic they encourage um individuality and they encourage right. creativity and they they don't necessarily allow relationships but it's not as it's closer cut to and dry as it is with the prequels they 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 yeah, it's it's more like so in the High public, it's the same, and and those areas are more successful for the Jedi. Yeah, the ones where they're more rigid, they're more strict. The more militant in the prequel era, as those of the Jedi that fail. So it is an interesting point to raise.
0: Yeah, I, I think that brings us nicely on, Chris, to thinking about connections to other other stories. I, I find it really interesting that, uh, for sort of the spelling of Jedi, it goes right back to George Lucas's original screenplay, the, the earlier version of the screenplay for Star Wars, which where the Jedi were called the Jedi Bendu, mm-hmm. with the same spelling here. Um, they talk about the Ashland Ashla and the Bogan, those are all concepts that come from way back in sort of early drafts of Lucas's screenplays and again, and those are ideas that actually have all come through into canon via Dave Filoni into Star Wars Rebels, you know uh, he took this idea of Jedi Bendu and gave us the Bendu, the one in the middle you know, who, who talks about Ashland and Bogan, but, but I think this is probably the first time even in Legends lore that that terminology was sort of brought to bear uh, uh, unless you're aware of something that Jess that i'm not no
2: this is the first time i believe
1: um one thing that's worth noting actually there's a couple of reference points that a lot of people that maybe haven't Red legends might have like the ears might have pricked up when they were listening to us chat is ashley bogan definitely they're mentioned in canon in rebels they're also mentioned in the high republic um, mm. Because Tython itself mm-hmm. was in The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's right. The tragedy. That's that. That's the planet where where mm-hmm. they um...
0: where Grogu Gr- Gr- Gr gets Grogu napped.
1: Yeah, where Gregor goes to the planet, then Boba Fett comes and it's all that that was all set in Tython. That's why everyone on the internet was freaking out freaking out when Typhon was yeah. when showed up yeah. in the show. Um and Ty- Typhon is also again, it was in the Rise, the Fallen Star Rising Rising Storm.
0: Yes. It's when, in one of the Afro comics as well, Chris, isn't it? She goes. Yeah, it is through, it's in one of the Afro comics. Yeah, there's like a cavern underneath where she traps Vader.
1: I think. Yeah, I I even remember remarking when when Tython showed up in The Mandalorian, and it was yeah. around about the time it was showed up in Aphra as well. I remember yeah. thinking, are they gonna are they doing something with Dawn of the Jedi? Because there's been a few references here and there, like they were receiving something. I mean, whether they were at that point, I don't know, um, but obviously they are. So, <laughs> um,
0: here's a, an interesting possible thematic connection. Uh, once again, to the High Republic, Chris, you've already mentioned that you know, you're seeing some similarities between um the, the way the jedi are presented here and the jedi of the high republic um, here we have a cult called the stargazers who are sort of actively opposed to you know the, the jedi and, and 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 the way that the Jedi
1: used. Are you before. saying they want the force to be three? Is I'm that what you're saying? saying I'm seeing some
0: similarities <laughs> ah. with the path of the yeah. open hand from the High Republic Phase Two, absolutely, you know, which is interesting because obviously High Republic Phase Two is the earliest point that we've got in the canon, um, timeline right now. Subject, yeah, James Mangold's film coming out, uh, and, and Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void is the earliest thing that we've got in the Legends timeline, but they're, they're both presenting us with these um, cults who, whose worldview is diametrically opposed to the Jedi. And I just, I, just, I just wondered if, at some point, the High Republic guys were just looking back at other th- other stuff and, and taking cue.
1: Well, two points, really. The main point is we can't get away from the High Republic, no matter how hard we try. It infiltrates everything we record and do. Yep. We're obsessed. Yep, It turns up everywhere. But also, you've got to think that if they're looking back into Star Wars history, for reference points, they probably look back into Earth's history. And if you look back at Earth's history, it's full of um, religious uh, cults, religious wars, yeah. relig- massacres. You know, we've, we've got a horribly dark history on Earth around bloodshed and religion and ma- vastly opposing views and ignorant um, worldviews. Have led to that, so that led to those points. So, I think there's probably a little bit of that as well. I think probably both set of authors have looked back and gone, Okay, so what did it look like in the past? Yeah, these are you know
0: old old themes that are somehow nevertheless evergreen and very, very universal.
1: No, exactly. Yeah,
0: Yeah. right. I think that's probably about time for final thoughts then. Um, how are we feeling about this book, Jess?
2: Oh, like I, I enjoyed it. I definitely, like read the comic book because you just get such a visual taste, and it's so much helpful. Chris, what about you? Final thoughts?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good book. Pick it up definitely. Um, don't expect you know world-shattering things. It's not Night's Shadow Republic. It's not the Bane trilogy, but it, it is. It is a good story um, with an emotional core to it about a brother and a sister on opposing sides and i definitely recommend it for that reason
0: i mean for myself i, I think this is probably oddly enough one of my favorite star wars books and, and i i couldn't honestly tell you why I, I i think i love it when star wars is different i love it when it's sort of it's, it's sort of mixed up a bit and defamiliarized which is probably why i had such a good time with emma miko kandon's ronan um you know i i I love it when everything gets thrown up into the air, and you've kind of got to figure out what's going on all over again, and sort of put the world back together. Um, It's a solid Jedi on a mission tale, um, genuinely satisfying. It's one of those things from the Legends continuity that I'm, you know, uh, that that I sort of wish had had a chance to really. Fulfill its brief and, and sort of go on to tell the story it really wanted to tell, but it just wasn't it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. I think that's going to wrap this one up for us. So, guys, where can folk find you online if they want to get hold of you, Chris?
1: Yeah, hiya. Um, I'm a Star Wars book collector on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook with that as well. It's actually spelled S W book collector. I also write as uh, for fan, fan for tracks reviews um under my own name which is chris davis so if you search fan for tracks chris davis you'll find all of my reviews and everything like that and a horrible picture of me
0: but excellent reviews so that's okay um, Hi, yeah. yes where can we find you
2: uh, you can find me on instagram um i'm legends twin science 1980 brilliant
0: And you can find me on Instagram or Twitter, mostly on Instagram as Journals of the Wills. That's Journals with an S and Wills with an H. And you can reach out to the podcast team on Instagram or Twitter. You want to look for at SWBC Podcast. Uh, Legends in 15 minutes will be back probably in two weeks or so, looking at John Ostrander's Dawn of the Jedi comic series. Uh, the next uh, canon in 15 minutes will be looking at John Jackson Miller's novel A New Dawn. Uh, in the meantime, it's a goodbye from Chris. Bye. May the Force be with you. And goodbye
2: from Jess. And goodbye. May the Force be with you. And it's a goodbye from me. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>